Hey everybody, what's up? Uh, welcome back to a new episode of Spoilers Only Please. This week we're going to be talking about Peter Jackson's King Kong from 2005. One of my all-time favorite films. I'm sitting on top of the world. I'm rolling along. Yes, rolling along. And I'm quitting the blues of the world. I'm singing a song. Yes, singing a song. Glory, hallelujah. Tyler, the way you said Tate made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's the Tate episode. It had yeah, this, I, had, I had a little like inhale there. I was gonna say it had this emotional energy of like big like looking up to a big brother, you're like, and now's the Tate episode. Tate's like, that's right, Tyler. I liked it. <laughs> I I'm liked it. Filling some of these reviews for myself, Riley. I don't know if you've rated it recently on Letterbox. No, I always wait to post my Letterbox review till after. The pod. Yeah, because all fans are reading your Letterbox. Trust me, <laughs> except the time that it was briefly hacked by rogue agents. Wasn't uh, hacked. You left it logged in on a work computer. That doesn't. No, no, no. It was so, hacked. It's not um, hacking. So I. I, I guess, you know, I think we're pretty bad about this. I think a good thing to start with is always the synopsis. Um, so here's the uh, the synopsis of this film. Break it down for us. Now, all right, yeah, I was going to read it and then you interrupted me. <laughs> <but it's okay. laughs> um, in 1933, New York, an overly ambitious movie producer coerces his cast and hired ship crew to travel to mysterious Skull Island where they encounter Kong, a giant ape who is immediately smitten with the leading lady of the movie, obviously. So, um, as many people know, this movie, uh, being King Kong, has been made several times. Um, I believe I have seen, if, I think I've seen almost every King Kong-related movie ever, including the 1933 version, um, including... The there's one with Jeff Bridges. I'm trying to see what year it's from right now. Uh, 1976 with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. Uh, there's King Kong Lives, which was Linda Hamilton. It was it was like the sequel to the Jeff Bridges one, and it was really bad. There's Son of Kong, also from 1933, I believe. Uh, then you of course have King Kong versus Godzilla, um, which was a Japanese film. You got King Kong 2005, which is the one we're talking about today. And then uh, more recently, you have Kong Skull Island. And they're trying to, like, include King Kong in the Godzilla universe of films. But, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, I guess, start this this episode. Kind of, uh, I mean, overall thoughts. I, I guess we can hear from you guys so you actually get something to say this episode because I got a lot to talk about. I want to know when, <laughs> I, before we do that, I want to know when your obsession with King Kong started and what part of your child, like, let's dive in into the I may mind of Tate Becker. I may have talked about this on the podcast, but there's no hurt in telling the story again. So, um, I, yeah, I, um, I was so obsessed with King Kong, probably around kindergarten, first grade. I don't remember when I saw the original, 
but I saw the original film probably after this one came out. So this movie came out in 2005, so I was in first grade. Um, I was so excited that a new King Kong movie was coming out that I could not focus in school. It was a detriment to my education. And oh my like, goodness. Oh, yeah. And um, it got so bad to the point that my parents and my teacher, like we set up a parent-teacher conference, and it wasn't even like parent-teacher. Then we just like set one up to talk about what was going wrong with me. And they were like, Tate, like what's, what is keeping you from focusing? And I was like the new King Kong movie, <laughs> like it's the new King Kong movie. And, and they were like, really? And they were like, Tate, if you see this movie, you will be able to focus again. And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, it's so matter of fact for a five year old. So yeah. I was like, well, no, no, I was like, a quid pro quo right there just really setting an ultimatum i was six or seven and i was taken to the movie theater to see this horrifying film with i remember my dad was to my left my grandpa was to my right he fell asleep and um, (laughs) he never forgave him i don't blame him i don't blame him but i saw i watched this movie unfold before my eyes and like everything down to like the bug pit scene and like it it was awesome and then after that day, I focused in school again. It was definitely like an accidental blackmail or something. Like I, I was like, "You take me to see this movie, or else I'll fail school." But like, I li- I literally just couldn't think about anything else besides King Kong until I saw this. Jeez. Anyway, had you seen any of the other King Kong movies up in? Yeah, why the initial of- obsession? Oh, the I mean, up to that point, I don't know. I mean, I was just obsessed with monster movies. I mean, Jurassic Park, Jaws, E.T., if you count that. No. Um, Why would E.T. <laughs> I mean, E.T.'s pretty terrifying. E.T.'s, he's not a monster. He's a friend. It's like a, it's a creature flick, you know? It's like a like a puppet CGI kind of thing. I guess. I, I just I just liked, I liked Godzilla. Like, I, I love Godzilla movies. I would rent them from... Um, from uh, Blockbuster all the time, especially Godzilla 2000. That was that was the one. Rip, Rip Godzilla. I thought you were saying yeah, Rip so... Blockbuster. Yeah, like, yeah. They're like still making Godzilla films. So like, I just I'll start with some of my notes I took on on this watch. I mean, I've probably seen this movie like a dozen times or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe a little less than that, but probably around that point. I mean, I, I was watching it, and I basically had it memorized, like, beat for beat. I was like, yep, 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 yep. Um, I, I noticed they do this weird thing, which might have been something they were trying to, like, show off visual effects from. Or maybe just to, like, like I don't know, not, like, romanticize the story. They just really let some of the scenes play out, like, really long. Like, like him playing with... Uh, with so Anne is the main character, uh, the woman. He like King Kong would just like play with her, you know, like her like when she's like fake being dead. Oh, I love and that it goes scene. On for, like, it goes on for like three minutes, and then you're like, I get it. The T Rex battle the... goes on for a while. Oh yeah, but that's incredible. Oh my, I, that's <laughs> yeah, my, one of the best action scenes of modern. When she day, falls right? off a ledge, Kong catches her in one hand, then the dinosaur reaches out for her, and he like. Bins her over in midair. No, dude, he catches her with his feet, with his monkey feet. 
ape, ape we feet. monkey feet shots. He throws her from like foot to foot. It's incredible. I mean, you gotta like so Peter Jackson is coming fresh off of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think any listeners know my opinions on that glorious trilogy. Um, and he's got this big CGI project, you know, King Kong. He gets Andy Serkis back to do the mo capture, and I, like so, I think something they definitely paid homage to, but I also think kind of pointed out the flaws with with the, with the original 1933 King Kong movie, which a lot of people, you know, say can like the undertones of it are kind of racist, and like I don't know if they actually used native island people for the original movie for like the natives on the island or if it was like a blackface thing i really i don't know i haven't looked into it i haven't seen that movie in forever but i feel like the i'm this is skipping ahead in the movie but like to where the um where they put on the show i don't know if you guys noticed but all the people on stage were in blackface yeah my dad had walked in during that scene and he was like oh couldn't be able to do that like nowadays. And I was like, no, that's actually the point of them doing it now. Right. I mean, they use the original music from the movie in, in that auditorium, like the orchestra's playing the original score for the 1933 version. They've got King Kong. Like, okay. My biggest thing about this movie that I think is so good about it is it turned a traditional monster movie. Even the Jeff Bridges one from the seventies does the same thing. It's just, a beast taking a woman away, right? And that's where a lot of the racist undertones come from. Like a dark creature captured from a a distant island. Like, you know, you can kind of make some connections there to American history and, and the fear of, you know, the sparks of racism in our country, which, you know, yeah. Um, but they flip it in King Kong. They start the movie with the people and you empathize with Carl Denham because he's like, I want to make my movie. And you're like, ah, oh, this guy's, it's Jack Black. I want him to make the movie. And then <laughs> and Darrow to have the successful acting career due to the movie. And like, you know, you've got the, the uh, Adrian Brody's writing uh, character. And like what this movie does is so smart, I think. And you really realize it in the auditorium scene. Like that is the scene in the movie. Because instead of King Kong actually being a show, and this is thanks to the motion capture, they couldn't have done it without this. They flip it. They flip the roles in the movie from um, from King Kong being the monster that everybody's so scared of. And the, the native people worship him for being like a god and stuff. You, They flip it to King Kong... Or, or to the people being the monsters, the consumers. And I think it's a take on consumerism. And the biggest thing to me is when they like raise his arms in the auditorium with the chains, he's in the same exact pose that Anne was when she was offered to him. And it's, it's just such a smart flip to me. And you start to not like Carl Denham because even at the end, he f- sees King Kong who is somehow still intact after falling off the Empire State <laughs> Building on the side of the road and and he's like dang that sucks movie ends it's like he doesn't really care you know because he got the fame i don't know i i you guys should talk about that theme because i think that is like the smartest thing this movie does and it is the thing it needed to do to not be like the original can i can i say something dumb real quick yeah yeah, yeah, um I feel like Jack Black had to have had insurance out on Kong, right? 
Like he definitely had you insurance. Think? Like he definitely is still walking away with like a lot of money. Well, no, for a, I will recall this power. at the beginning of the film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. At the beginning of the film, the producer mm-hmm. says, "We've got no insurance." Yeah, but there's like a time jump between like <laughs> over a few months. I'm sure he would have gotten insurance if he has this show worth millions of dollars in 1933 no money. No he insurance. Had insurance. He's fine. No my insurance. Favorite, my favorite. First off, Jack Black in this film, phenomenal. I love Jack Black in this movie. Dude, the man outruns a He's a goddamn beast incredible. in this movie. He outruns a velociraptor. I actually think this is like a really good performance from Jack Black, especially considering this is 2005. So this is like it is right his descent, his descent into um I wrote this down too. His descent into desperation throughout the movie is played Yeah. So this is like 2005. It's right at the peak right we're really getting to the peak of like Jack Black and pop culture and we really haven't seen him uh, from what I can remember do something like this. And you're right, Tate. Like his descent into this obsession and him losing the film and just switching to, if I can't have the film, I'll get the next best next best thing. I'll get the ape himself. I, I love the love the line. Every time somebody dies, <laughs> he's like, "Here's what we'll do. We'll put. We're gonna make this movie. We're gonna make tons of money, and we're gonna donate the proceeds." Because he died for this. He died for this film, <laughs> doing what he loved every time. I also love when he's talking to the producers at the start. And he's showing them basically like a nature doc and, and he's explaining his plan for this film. And one of the producers just goes, will there be boobs? But then he oh lists God, off like five different, one... none of which, none of which like are, they're like Kazongas, Kazungos. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's the 1930s. I will say right before that scene, the, the picture they paint of 1930s New York is Yeah, awesome. it looks so good even today. The uh, the opening to the movie is so good. It, I loved it so but much. Like, what, it's what the first think? thing that really shocked me. But they don't show like the gloriousness of it. They show like the the homeless people lining up for food and digging through the trash and like all this stuff. And I I'm so curious like what the I think that touches I think that touches on the theme you were talking about where, you know, again, like saying almost like we're the monsters because it was intercutting like the zoo footage with the people in the 1930s for a little bit. And with the music, it felt like they were like, look at all the like, we're all just the same. Like there's like in their cages. This is our cage is New York City. Yeah, I, I had never realized the deeper themes of this movie and the flipping from animals being the monster to the humans being the monsters that destroy nature you know this i think this is a movie an anti like a like a warning message to people against exploration like you know alien is like that we're gonna explore space until we find something that destroys us right um yeah so it's it's and that's the entire carl denham character and i think especially too like you know now that this movie was released in the 2000s when the first king kong was released that was right at the end of like this wave of exploration exploitation films and books where they were all basically the same plot um just a bunch of like white americans or europeans traveling to an island and oh there's savages or oh there's a beast or something but now like we and I think this film's a good example. It's showing like 
you know, what really happens is that we go to these places and we end up destroying um, the things that are so wonderful about them. You know, I mean, this movie, okay, you look at the original and it changed things for movies in general. I mean, it had the best stop motion technology up to that point. Like nothing had been done like that before. And they they originally were going to use a real gorilla and then they just decided not to. They were actually going to have a gorilla fight a real life Komodo dragon in real life. What? And then they were going to put that in the movie. (laughs) That was insane. But they should have done that, in my opinion. The guy was like the guy who came up with the story, um, Marion C. Cooper. He was just like, I think it'd be awesome if a gorilla fought a Komodo dragon. I'll make a movie about it, and that's where where he started. But you have that tech. This is a great connection too. You have that technological, amazing thing, and then you have the motion capture performance. You know, I think some of the CGI has aged when humans are in the CGI yeah. environments. You can mm-hmm. see the brontosaurus chase. The CGI itself, yeah, the CGI itself, the fake green screen backgrounds all look fantastic. Like King Kong holds up better than a lot of CGI we see today. The dinosaur fight, like when things are fully CGI, it looks incredible. And that's thanks to the company uh, Weta, which is in... Uh, New Zealand, they did everything weighted digital. They did everything for the Hobbit movies and Lord of the Rings and all that. But I mean, the technological. This is this is getting to the point. I know a lot of you guys want me to talk about. Um, <laughs> what everyone came. For. <laughs> yeah. So, Don't tease them. Don't my biggest them take. My biggest take after watching this movie, and after you know, just I've seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy many times, and I think that filmmakers like Christopher Nolan could not be as successful as they are today without the work of There's Peter the Jackson take. in the early 2000s. There's the mic drop. So uh, my, my actual words were like Peter Jackson ran a marathon so that Christopher Nolan could sprint. And my specific meaning behind that is that Peter Jackson had to figure out how to do all this stuff, you know, putting people in digital environments, creating digital characters which i mean george lucas was really influential in this too believe it or not even even though you know a lot of takes on those first those uh prequels but like like christopher nolan likes to use practicals when he can right and that is also the the tactic that peter jackson took to these movies he uses miniatures in place of cgi when he can he uses it in, in both lord of the rings and king kong and i think he figured out how to blend all of these while keeping it tasteful and christopher nolan does that beautifully it's just that technology has advanced so much and all of this stuff has been figured out that it's just easier i'm not saying like the ideas that christopher nolan have are not are not good because peter jackson made good movies before him like inception like no like that was that's it's an insane idea to think of it's just like, you know, the spinning hallway fight in Inception, like a lot of people, a lot of directors and filmmakers and studios wouldn't want to pour money into making that set um, at the risk of actors getting injured, but like, and just do it with CGI, but Christopher Nolan being the auteur he is, you know, I just think, I think that Peter Jackson figured out all this crazy, insane CGI, you know, insanity 
um, I think he paved the way for tasteful special effects in the modern in modern day cinema with Lord of the Rings and King Kong. So that was that's my my technological take on this. And what did you guys think of the movie though? We haven't even talked about that. Clearly, Dude, I I when I watch this, I realize it had been such a long time since I saw a movie like this that is just like adventure and crazy fantasy like it like kind of in this time 2005 like pirates of the caribbean was going on king kong you had lord of the Rings, so there was a few different series of these like crazy high special effects high cgi films and it made me kind of miss that because they're so just like fun and engaging to watch like watching like the dinosaur chase and the bug pit scene. Also, there were some horrific deaths in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, when the guy gets hit with the yeah. Spear, oh, I love that oh. reveal too. No, there's like no noticeable CGI until like a third of the way through. This yeah, movie. really. Your guy got it easy. Yeah, all the new. Yeah, he did get it easy. I, the bug scene is terrifying to this. Absolutely, day. I don't care what anybody said. There's also this is our first film with uh, the famous Wilhelm scream. When that is one guy, really? I think so. Yeah, we haven't watched. Yeah, there's. I feel like it was no way. Was it? I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it could have been. Because I I saw at the end of the dinosaur chase when this one poor old man gets pushed off a cliff by a dinosaur falling behind oh, him. Oh yeah. The brontosaurus. That was that's such a sad scene. When uh, what's that actor's name? The guy, um, the the movie actor. Oh my like god! What's his real name? Like the, the yeah. What's the oh, real? Oh, actor? I don't know. Hold oh. on. Oh my god! He's the dad from Super Eight. Kyle Chandler. I don't know, but he. Yeah, Kyle Chandler. Yeah. Oh, I love Kyle Chandler. He's like. <laughs> He like lights up. He like lights up the brontosaurus, and then they all fall off the cliff. And you're like, wait a minute, they didn't do anything yeah. wrong. You know, it's like it's such a it's such a brutal movie, and it really just throws you in all. These when the camera operator gets things. dragged down by velociraptors, he's like, save the movie, save the movie. <laughs> like, leave it's like what? he really died for what he believed in. Yeah, he actually did. Proceeds to his wife and kids, but I think the um, the movie um, really like it's three hours long, but I didn't care. Yeah, I I kind of didn't you mind. Know, there were there were yeah. some scenes that could have been chopped down. Like there's the part where Adrian Brody is like get covered in those bugs. And that just goes on for like, a while. It just goes on for like two, like three minutes, and and Jimmy the the little you know cabin you Tom boy Holland is trying to, yeah yeah what who the yeah he he walked so Tom Holland could run, um, <laughs> but that guy like he's like spraying the bullets at the bugs to get them. It's off every it's bug. Like, yeah, it's like you got we got a minute for each. Dude, bug Jimmy and Hayes were was like my favorite duo of this film. Oh. When Hayes dies, I mean Kong literally just throws him into a wall, and it's like that oh. was such a great like, like it, it's not important to the plot at all, really. But it's just this great little relationship between Jimmy and Hayes, who's like yeah. the first mate, and Hayes is trying to get him like you know, 
try to actually make a like life for himself get him to read like don't try to be like he is and jimmy wants to like jimmy admires Hayes and wants to be a soldier and a fighter like right. him it's like it's like a really good side plot really i will say the bug scene the ending of the bug scene is so hype with like they swing in on vines with machine guns and they're all like they're like mowing down the big bugs you know like that that like reeled me in yeah. for the rest of the movie especially cuz like, i'm ready the actor baxter right before he was like i'm not a real hero i just play them on film and then he comes back and he's like actually yeah. a hero but then he also is like gets all the credit <laughs> Do you think Jack Black, when he did Tropic Thunder a few years later, the director was like explaining the movie, he's just like, yeah, I did a better version of this a few years ago with him. I don't know if you saw it, but I'll do this too. <laughs> Your movie doesn't even have dinosaurs in it. He goes, yeah, yeah where's, the, where's the giant monkey? Uh, give, give him Naomi Watts. I'll I mean, be this fine. was and Jack Black. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was doing his Nickelodeon movies and his like, his like funny stuff, but like, the, I mean, he is very he, good. Yeah, he's movies. really good. He's fantastic. All the had he had a better, really good. Like, I oh, by the way, Naomi Watts is amazing. In two thousand five, like, look, I I have a sentimental connection to this movie, so don't make fun of me. But like in two thousand five, it's amazing that a motion, the death of a motion capture, like animal, can make me cry. Like I cried, I, te- I more like teared up when I watched it. But like, the death of King Kong at the end of the movie is so well done. Like, because I don't, I've watched the behind the scenes for this movie, and like they literally bring the light out of his eyes. Like mm-hmm. they darkened his eyes, so you know the moment when he like literally dies and then falls off the Empire State Building. It's, I mean, for it's reference crazy. in two thousand five, this was. Uh... The year after Jack Black did Shark Tale, and the year before Nacho Libre. So it was in between. Wow, two wow, better wow, wow. Movies. Also, in the year two thousand five, Coke Zero came out. <laughs> what? Coke Zero came out in two thousand five. This you episode just... is sponsored. Why by do you Coke know that Zero. off the top of your head? Huh? How do you know that off the top of your head? Because this episode is sponsored by Coke Zero. No, it's we not. don't have <laughs> That sounded like that sounded exactly how. Also, in two thousand five, oh. Hurricane. Katrina. Oh my God! Why? Thank, Never forget. Thank you. Which is another sponsor of this podcast. All right, I, w- I want to bring up two fun things about this movie. By the way, Hurricane. Bad joke. Um, Jack Driscoll is mm-hmm. the writer, right? And he's like. The, before they get to the island, he's like, haha, I'm already in love with the main character, girl. I'm gonna write a comedy for you. The 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 show, right? The the play. So he, you know, gets terrorized on Horror Island and comes back with a giant gorilla and then proceeds to produce his comedy yeah. play fully <laughs> on Broadway. It just like that's when he's like at his show, I'm like you didn't need therapy. You didn't need anything. You were just like, oh, well, that was terrible, but I'm back and I'm ready to produce the play. It, like, I think it's supposed to be like a few yeah. months later. But also, does he not after, talk to after. Anne at all in those few months? Because it doesn't seem like he did. No, I think they, 
kind of like didn't want to because they had been through this I know, horrible but thing just, together. It's, but Ant, he so, just picked the uh, worst possible time to like show up back in her life. <laughs> like, oh, King Kong's dead, but don't <laughs> worry, I'm here. And it's like, no, 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 no. I don't think she she wasn't in love with him. I know, I know, I know. But it's like, yo, her her dog died essentially. That would be that's very that is very clear when she teaches him sign language for beauty, and he's doing. Um, fun fact: Andy Circus spent time with chimps. Hell yeah, school. Andy Circus is like, he's, like God. He like lived with what chimps. Is, like he got an apartment. What does that in the Bronx? Just he's like, he got. I think he learned sign language and got like in the cage with them and like like talked to them and learned and watched their mannerisms and studied them, so he could be the chimp. If this movie, also not a hot take, I think it's very clear that if this movie wasn't made, the Planet of the Apes movies would not have been made. I kind of want to watch right. those. I agree. Those They're fantastic. Good. They showed up. Um, I also want to point out that Kong is definitely a simp in this movie. <laughs> Kong be simping. <laughs> King Kong. Like, Can that like be the King title Simp. of the podcast? Oh. Kong be simp. Hot dog. <laughs> God and Tyler. So, um, Tyler. I, you, like, like, yeah, there's some things that are kind of weak, like some with a story, like yeah, Jack and Anne don't really have much of a connection before the islands. Like, and I think there's some weird things happening with the natives on the island. Like, I don't think those were uh, actual native people. And I've heard some people mention that before. So, like, yeah, there's some things that are. Oh wait, like it definitely. By that? It, I've heard some people say like the depiction of the natives on the island is like kind of bad and i don't even know if they actually use native people on the island they, they it yeah, looks I like they were just white it. people and dark paint in all honesty let's uh let's check ask the goobs maybe do a bing search can i get a yahoo let's just stick to google on this podcast. <laughs> what if bing wants to sponsor you said that so threateningly <laughs> I don't like when people use alternative really? search. Are you engines. a shill for Big Google? They're... I'm not yeah. seeing. I'm a Google I mean, lobbyist. I see a thing that says the tribal stage actors in King yeah Kong that one actors yeah in blackface. Yeah, but I, I again, I'm not like saying like I think they did it. It's not like out of taste. It's just to point I, out. I I agree. Flaws. I think they do that purposely. That also yeah, fits in 1930s like, New York. Oh, every, no, yeah, like, I, I don't, like, Peter Jackson wasn't like, oh, we couldn't get black actors for the stage. Well, uh, all right, every PA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's something like that. Um, but That'd be the, bad. There's a lot of articles about how King Kong is inherently rooted in racism. I don't know the backstory of, like, the original directors or writers of the original film, but I don't know. Anyway, Arvin... How'd you, what'd you, what thoughts, thoughts overall? Um, this movie terrified me as a child. This I is the first time why. I've watched it since I was eight years old. Um, dude, yeah, I was terrified of uh, Spirited Away. That blows my mind. It honestly does, like a lot. But just, dude, it was the worm scene where Andy Circus, because Andy Circus dual plays in this movie, he plays the, the, the cook and King Kong. Lumpy, he plays Lumpy. When Lumpy gets torn to shreds by the oh, yeah, no. oh gosh, I was. I remember I looked over at my grandpa to see if he was scared, and he was asleep. That's that is why I remember he was asleep because that scene was so terrifying to me. 
Yeah, no, I um, oh. I don't like bugs, so that really freaks me out. Um, it's a long movie, like but it's good. It's worth it. Lord of the Rings. It's like the bug scene, the spider scene from Lord of the Rings times ten. You know the the spider, and and Return of. Yes, that yeah, terrified it's like me. That scene I kept on waiting because it's been so long since I've seen parts of this movie. I was like, I know there's a bug pit thing. Because I have such this distinct <laughs> memory of seeing part of this movie in like a Sears home video setup in the mall with my friends. When my friends would just like, when my friends and I would just like wander the mall. What an old what sentence. Yeah, right? Dude, I forgot to mention. I watched this movie on a DVD, which I haven't used in years. And that feels weird to say. I said to myself, I will not rent this movie for $4. I will search for the DVD in my house, find it, and watch it on my PlayStation. And that's what I did. There you go. Got that standard definition. Anyway, Art, I've got a question. You were, you were I've sick. got a question. You, you, were, you were not done with your opinion. Oh, my opinion. Did I like did. It? I liked it. I mean, I didn't like parts of it that scared me. I didn't like the scary <laughs> parts. But um, overall, I enjoyed it. Overall, it was fun. Wait, it still scared you? Oh now, yeah, or... even as an adult, I'm I'm petrified of bugs. I I hate bugs. But they're like they're like decently CGI. They're decently they're pretty... CGI. It's still gonna keep me up at night. I won't sleep at all tonight. That's why I didn't watch this last night. I woke up this morning and watched it because I was like, wait, I was terrified of this movie as a child. Should I start it at eleven thirty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. What's your question? Um, so the end of the movie, it takes place. The, the end of the movie is in like December. It's like Christmas time. Is this a Christmas film? Does this count as a Christmas movie? If the last they act... don't say it's Christmas time. It's just winter and snow. No, 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 no. There are yeah. decorations on the trees. There are decorations on the trees. But that that doesn't make it. Yeah, I didn't. That's like all of that's like all of December. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. Can it be a Christmas movie? It's, I don't think King Kong is. It's not unless a someone has said that like it is Christmas time. I don't think we can establish whether or not it is it's, Christmas. Or it's just either right before after Christmas or right after Christmas. It's Christmas adjacent. I, can we say it's Christmas if, adjacent. If one, if one of the movie producers was like, "Hey there, uh, uh, Mr. Denham, congratulations on abusing this giant animal, but also Merry Christmas. Then it yes. would be Christmas. But what if we get Peter Jackson to say that it takes place during Christmas, like two, three days before Christmas? Like he pulls a J.K. Rowling? Yeah, like can we can we tweet at him? Can we get all of the fans, everybody listening, to tweet at Peter Jackson and ask him if King Kong 05 is a Christmas movie? I don't want to. <laughs> That's I, I just... Anyway, so you liked it. Riley, what did you think? I thoroughly, I was first time caller, long time listener for the King Kong film. First time watcher, that is. Hadn't seen it before. Have never seen a King Kong what movie was, before. Well, you rated it one star on Letterboxd. I did? Yeah, you have it rated oh, one star spoke. on Letterboxd. I think that was like solely to spite you when I was just going oh, through I movies. Um I like this. I like the film. I thought I really liked how stylized it was. I very much enjoyed the use of color. And I, I love the like the leading act. Like it was just like a parade of actors I enjoy. And just like like you guys said about the three hours, didn't notice it go by. But yeah, I really, you know, 
hearing Tate talk about it and then also just when during watching it, there is like a really cool depth to it that I don't think I allowed it like in my mind when I first set out to watch it. But I really, I really liked it. I love Jack Black. I think Naomi Watts is amazing. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, like to me, like the second the opening started, I was just like, oh, this is not what I expected. And then it just kept surprising me with how much I was having just a good time watching. Did you, um, one, like it when King Kong snapped the T-Rex's mouth open? Because that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life when I was seven years old. That shit slapped. It stuck with me for a while. I still remember that vividly. And then he like plays with people. That was a specific question for you because you had never seen that scene. I had the, all the action scenes I liked, like to me, like that, I liked the bugs more than that personally, just because I liked how long things were, but the big, like the big people fighting, how long the the bugs were. (laughs) The big how long people? the bug scenes were. No, no, I like no, the big people. The bug scene, like, did you like how lengthy the bugs were? No, how long the, the scenes bu- okay, were. Okay, so how long the bu- the bodies of the bugs were. No, Riley no, likes no. bugs. No, Riley no, no, likes. No. I don't like the body. Long bugs. Okay, I, I, I actually Riley hate bugs. the big people fighting. <laughs> yeah, wait. What did, <laughs> did you mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, T Rex and King Kong, like. If you had said big large boys, humans, <laughs> the big boys. Why are you assuming that the dinosaurs are all boys? You make a good point. Actually, that's a good point. I think one of them's female. I think that's did King Kong murder a happy T Rex couple? I had the action figure and their child. I, don't know, I had the action figure. Also, anybody ever played this video game? I saw that the video game comes first on IMDb for Jack. Like, it says the video game came out yeah. before the movie, well, and I love I, that. I played the Game Boy Advance. The version. Superior. I never got the PS2 version, but I had the demo disc that had it on there, and I loved it so much because there was you like the game switches you in between playing. I think is Jack Jack Driscoll and uh, King Kong, and the King Kong combat with the T Rexes is like like. The finishing move every time you lower like a T Rex like down to its lowest health is the snapping of the teeth move. That's why I mentioned it. Anyways, uh, Ty, uh, Riley, any any last things you wanted to talk? About? Well, I had a question for you, Tate, just because I want to bring it back on the Star Wars skit. What's the name of the planet in Star Wars that we talked about? Which one? The scale you made. That I think we should institute as a oh, regular part of our scale. program. The crate scale. The crate scale. Where does this movie rate on the crate scale? Well, I'm not gonna lie. I think um, originally going in, even though this is one of my favorite movies of all time, I think it would have been a, a, a pretty hefty dusting. You know, it would have it would have it would have maybe chipped away the surface a little bit. But once I realized the how smart. Like it's it's I think it's not just elevated by like the depth of the story, but how much it changes it from the original. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like it's still the same movie, mm-hmm. but it's just it's better in every way. I think. Um, so I would say I'd say it takes a decent gouge out of the out of the surface of the planet. If you guys are confused as to what's happening, I suggest you listen to the Lovebirds episode. That will explain all. Side of note about the. 
Side note about the King Kong video game, they actually got like the majority of the cast to voice the video game. Adrian Brody's in the video game. Hmm. Yeah, it's a. That's I, incredible. I remember people saying, like, my friends who had it said it was awesome. Like, it was actually a very well made game. What here's a, here's a general question: Is what happened to Adrian Brody? Where is he? Why did he disappear uh, from the I public? Think... In the pianist really messed him up, and then he did this movie and was like, "I don't want to." But Adrian Brody is very active. I love. He's in Grand Budapest Hotel and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like he does Wes Anderson movies pretty often. Those are those are from a those are like two movies, both like four years old. Yeah. No, Grand Budapest Hotel was 2014. He is in the new. He is in the new. uh, The The French French Dispatch. Dispatch. He has been in. Peaky Blinders. He was in Midnight in Paris. Um, he has a slew of projects lined up in like the twenty. Like he's been very active. He's been doing kind of low level. I'll, no, I'll say this: it looks like he from 2014 to Peaky Blinders, and Peaky Blinders was 2017. Besides that, he's just been doing shorts. I don't know the Houdini thing that I saw a bunch of ads for the Houdini uh, series on History. He played Houdini. Oh, I can see that. That'd be cool. Got it. Yeah. He's playing so Emperor Charles V, yeah. which Charles I could also very much see. How much do you know about Emperor Charles V? Really? Um, a good amount. Every so often I fall into like the history rabbit hole of YouTube, and then there's a lot of like Holy Roman Empire stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you like you like really seriously approach a topic that clearly is out of left field. I the Holy Roman Empire, famously style. not holy, not Roman, like, not an empire. Yeah, like, you'll be like, yeah, um, you know, I don't really like Papa John's pizza. And then everyone in the room's like, you know, like, it's the thing where you have to ask, but you really don't want to get started. (laughs) I actually do hate Papa John's pizza. That's a fact. Well, Papa John's pizza is disgusting. Everyone keeps on Connecticut pizza. It's not Connecticut Connecticut pizza. pizza. You hate this now, pizza. It's New Haven. Whatever. It's Neapolitan, whatever whatever that part of Italy is. It's delicious. Frank Pepe's. Wouldn't exist without exist. I made a discovery that's important solely to the Adrian Brody tangent. Okay. He is in a fictionalized biography of Marilyn Monroe's life where Anna de Armas plays Marilyn Monroe. What's the name of it? And that that is phenomenal. And I am now. It's called Blonde. Oh, I heard about that. I heard about no, that. I mean, I saw that he's You in saw it. that, Tyler? Yeah, it comes out Yeah, Tyler's year, direct. So. Tyler's Tyler direct. Tyler's direct. Tyler's blonde. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Ever since Tyler was five years old, he wouldn't do his homework until his parents... I said, I have a vision for her. No one, I know her better than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no one believed me, but... I am Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> that explains my obsession with JFK. Well, um, <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I guess uh, this is a good movie confirmed. <laughs> what what would everybody give it on a scale of one to ten? I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna come in with a seven. I liked it. It's gonna go down. I, actually, I'll bump it. I was thinking, like, on a scale of five, it's a four. So I'll give it an eight, actually. Dang. That's big praise for the big monkey movie. He's an ape. I like monkeys. I like monkeys. Big people. 
fake monkeys are pretty impressive. Fake monkeys are real monkeys, which which is better. Also, oh wait, um, well, it like, depends what you're doing with them. Before we move into ratings, how did the entire city of New York get the memo that there was a big gorilla? Like everything after him in Times Square, there's no humans out in the streets. When he's like walking around and he makes it to Central Park, oh yeah, there's no humans out at all. It's like, yeah, right in the 1930s, you could spread the message that there's a giant. I mean, how late at night was it? There wouldn't be a lot of people just wandering around well, Central Park. Sh- like shows were happening. New York. But Arvin, you We can assume it's like, you know, like eight, nine, but also it's dark and it's New York in the winter. So it could be as early as five or six. Everyone was busy watching the hit Broadway musical. Wicked. Speaking of Broadway, Tate, didn't you also see King Colin on Broadway? Oh boy, yes I did. I will say that also made me cry. <laughs> Dude, and I didn't cry when King Kong died. You want to know when I cried? It was when okay, the curtains went up. No, 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 no. It's when King, the scene where King Kong is locked up in front of the audience is staged as if you are the audience watching. Oh. And I was like, damn. Yeah, it's like, they. so he's chained up on stage, and I was like, more like, oh my god, I'm in the movie. That was, that was what it was. <laughs> the, songs, the songs were not memorable. I do, want, I do want to know this, Tate, if in like 20 years, you're an acclaimed director, and someone approaches you and says, the next King Kong, it's yours. I would only do it if Peter Jackson gave me approval. Would you change anything, would, or would you? I would not. I don't know because I, 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 the movie could use like a technical buff up, but like for two thousand five, this was you know, Oscar winning. It literally won like three Oscars for technical sound stuff like that. Um, I, you know, like Lord of the Rings is untouchable. Like King, like Peter Jackson is a master at what he does, like giving new life to to stories. So honestly, probably not, um, and that's like that's why I think they had to pivot and do Kong Skull Island, which is a fun movie. That's really all I can say about it. You know, like you watch it, you're like that. That was cool, but this movie's better in every way. So we'll see where where they go with this. I'm excited to Kong see that Godzilla thing. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. How they? I hope they can be friends because they're not the same size. But apparently, uh, Kong has a beard. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's is that a thing? A gorilla beard. Like they're yeah, they have beards on their gorilla. entire body. Their body is a well, beard. All right. Their body is a beard. Like right. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, oh, did anybody else cry? I, I will say, I think it was just you. I've never cried at a movie. Yeah, I, that's true. I've never cried at a movie. That's just not true. You've cried at some anime. I, we don't have to go into. No. That. I know that. Riley, did you cry? I didn't cry in this film. No. Maybe um, Tyler's. No, he movie. didn't. He only. Uh, he only stayed. He did. It's okay. You don't have he to came into the basement like just to say hi, and then he ended up staying for the last like forty minutes. I, I, I cannot say that I saw he him dehydrated cry. himself. He that doesn't mean he did himself. not cry. It just means I did not witness it. 
Did you put no. his crying on TikTok? Not this time. This week's episode is Tyler's TikTok. TikTok. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, um, what's the follower, follower count, at? count? Well, I know the video is at like 478,000 views. Um, follower counts at 2,027. <laughs> All my videos now are in 10Ks of views because of that one video. Do you want to plug the channel? TikTok, are they channels? Are they, I don't know. I've never used TikTok. I think yeah, they're more like profiles. Do I look up Tyler no, Chavez look up, TikTok? Just look up my Instagram handle. It's just at Tyler underscore Chavez 98. Very cool. A little yeah. bit of plug there, shameless. Well, I, I didn't want to sh- plug it. I was forced. I forced him. I forced his hand. And, oh, also, and everyone remember who's listening to the podcast to go and comment that special phrase on Tyler's videos that we discussed earlier. Um, one more thing to mention on this movie before we move into reviews, even though we already started them. I forgot to mention this. Can you imagine filming like a movie full of like actual discoveries of like dinosaur, literal dinosaurs and big gorillas and like your entire life's work? And it's like you're going to be arrested unless you have this thing like Carl from Carl Denham's perspective. And then you drop the camera in a bug pit. Yes, it seemed like they just never also mentioned that there were dinosaurs on the island. I'm they, yeah, the reactions are like they're it's like they are so hyper focused on saving her. Like, all these big, strong men are so hyper focused on saving her that they just don't even notice they're like yeah we just ran from velocity there's one line in trouble. where we one of the crew go. members says like i thought these are all extinct and then someone else shoots the dead dinosaur and goes now they are <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna rate this movie i'm gonna also say an eight i really enjoyed it and i kind of miss i kind of wish there were more movies like this again especially of how far cgi got i i think tyler I think it's important to mention with what you're saying, this movie comes from a time where it was so expensive to make. Yeah, that it had to be good. CG like movies that had this kind of CGI, Lord of the Rings, um, this movie. What I mean, early two thousand, Spider Man. Yeah, say what you will. I think it's good. Um, you know, like they, they the scripts had to be solid. They couldn't just pump out cheap CGI. Yeah, I kind of wish we got more movies like that. It's kind of now just um. I think. Well, that's what I'm saying is Chris Nolan is kind of the at the forefront of of doing tasteful CGI. Yeah. Only uses it when he has to. You know what? You know what Avatar. I think killed it. Yeah, let's go. Avatar. Mm-hmm. I was gonna yeah. say Avatar. Yeah, 100%. And then the Avatar MCU kind of just like we are in charge of this now. Yeah, James Cameron really needs to stop. Oh yeah. The, the only thing I. The only thing I don't like about Marvel movies is some of its CGI. It just kind of looks odd to me. It's it's mostly good, but if you look real close, it's kind of like Thanos. It just looks kind of like weird. But anyway, sorry, Arvin, what would you? I'm gonna go with the same rating everyone else gave. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Um, I enjoyed it much more than I did as a child, and I think there is a lot of depth here. I think it it did much more than scratch the surface of crate. It's at least two or three feet deep into the surface. Two, three feet? That's deep. That's pretty That's deep. deep. That's pretty deep. So I'd probably give this movie a nine. 
or maybe even a 10 probably just just because some of the scenes go on a little too long and i there's an extended edition which i don't even think i've seen it's, it's six extra like minutes six of bugs minutes extra though, so I... <laughs> on Adrian. Just six minutes of that. They're just crawling over the camera. <laughs> right. So I, th- I, you know, I'd probably give it a nine or 10 just because I, I think it's so well made. It's a groundbreaking movie. I mean, I've talked the whole time about it. So I'll, ju- I'll just, that's, that's King Kong. Any closing thoughts or else we'll um, just do Tate, what we've been watching real quick. How'd you feel about Rampage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Continued in part two. I have thoughts on Rampage. I have thoughts on Rampage. I mean, Rampage sure. was a dumb CGI movie, but what, what was seventeen? Like, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. That was one. That was probably one of the most fun movies I've ever seen in a movie theater. It was mm-hmm. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was The Rock being The Rock, and then like, g- just giant animal. Like, I don't know. There were like, oh my god. I don't want to watch it again, but I saw it with like a bunch of my friends from freshman year of high school that I'm still friends with now. But we were like making fun of the movie so much. It was awesome. It was like on par with Triple X Return of Xander Cage, <laughs> which, which has a close up of Vin Diesel's yeah. nipple in it. So, like, yeah, those, wow. those movies are fun. I'm glad I asked. In theater. I paid to see Triple X and XD, which is like like the IMAX of Cinemark. It was stupid. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what we've been watching this week, I, I, I'll start real quick. Um, we've been going for a while in this episode. Um, I watched, um, I, I finished season two of What We Do in the Shadows. Highly recommend it. It's, it's really funny. Um, I watched Cape Fear the other day, which was crazy. It's a Scorsese movie from, like, 91. Uh, Robert De Niro is, like, terrifying in it. But it's like this. It's a remake of a movie from the 60s, but it wasn't made by Alfred Hitchcock. But this movie feels like it was made by Alfred Hitchcock. Like, that's what I've been telling people is, like, if people... If I didn't know it was Scorsese and someone was like, Hitchcock rose from the grave to make this, I would believe them because it, it nails it. It's, it. If you're a big fan of Hitchcock or Scorsese or Robert De Niro or, or Nick Nolte, check it out. It, it's really great. It's on Netflix right now. I think they just added it, so it should be there for a while. And yeah, I've been, been uh, I think I'm on season eight. Hot dog, your enthusiasm. Hot dog. So, so good. It's it keeps getting better. It keeps getting better, and it's it's so funny. Um, anyway, that's me. Um, I'll go. Still watching Cowboy Bebop. It's so cool. I also just rewatched Wayne's World for the first time in a long time. That, that movie oh, holds up extremely right well. There. Like, it's it's so funny. It's so good, and it's amazing because like a lot of. A lot of comedy, it's hard to have it age well, but when it does, like, you know that's a good comedy movie when it ages well. It's very great. Highly recommend. Um, It's so perfectly 90s in every right way, and I loved it. Hot diggity dunk. I'll I'll, uh, I'll hop in here. One on the 90s train. I caught some. I didn't watch all of it, but uh, I, like, caught on TV – some of Dumb and Dumber, and it just reminded me about how great 
that era of movies is. And then I also saw the new trailer for the Ooh. new Bill and Ted. I'm excited. Very Dude, excited for that. I've never seen either of the originals, but it looks really The original powerful. is amazing. I watched it in history class in high school, and it was just the best. It was the best day. Of the history movie. class? Yeah. Bill and Ted really dives in. But the show that I will recommend everyone watch, let me tell you about a little show. It's executive produced by such great comic actors as Will Ferrell, such great comic directors as Adam McKay. He directs the first episode and a few others. It's called Succession. It's on HBO, and it's the best show. Quite literally, one of the best shows I've ever watched. It's about this family of media moguls trying to... It's like House of Cards, but more it's modern. HBO, right? Yeah, it's HBO. It's amazing. It's like everyone's awful, but then you have like the one good guy who's just the stupidest person. And it's just, I started watching it Wednesday night and I have literally just been watching it. It's only two seasons, but episodes are 60 minutes long. It's a good time. Please watch Succession. A little it's Game a of Thrones show. experience, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, what have I been watching? Um, I watched, I don't know, maybe I mentioned this last episode. I watched Full Metal Alchemist. That's a classic. Um, I watched a Netflix original. I've watched two Netflix originals. In the past few days, I watched um, Devil Man Cry Baby, Oof. which is a Netflix. Didn't make me cry. Make you cry. But if it had, if it had, it's a television oh, show, so it doesn't count. Um, try to make me cry. The new challenge for our listeners is just no, 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 no. Just sending us the name of something and just say, "Did that make Arvin cry?" And we'll just. It's gonna be a lot of no's and zero yeses. It's just. Like, it's gonna be like, did Venom starring maybe Tom from Hardy how bad it cry? Was. No, did the new Al Capone movie where Al Capone shits his pants and it's That's Tom Hardy make you cry? Yeah, Wait, no, yeah, have you not heard about this? Okay, it's it's really weird. They made this movie about Al Capone at the end of his life. Good God, okay. it's like Scarface, kind of, and Tom Hardy is like in makeup playing. And That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. Last movie. Really or I guess this is the only movie I mentioned. I'm going to mention. Okja. Uh, Bong Joon-ho. Um, oh. I think I watched yeah. it and I was like, oh, is this why people become vegetarians? Is that what I'm supposed to glean from this? Maybe. Who knows? And then who ate? Yeah, a yeah. Burger and I made sure burger. not to get the impossible one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there was a comment from in one of our emails uh, from Kellen Murphy about you shouldn't feel bad for eating the impossible yeah, you should. burger. It's, it's good. I don't That was in reference to an episode. I'm telling you, like it tastes exactly like real meat. Ago, so. It is indistinguishable from real meat. Yeah, but also we were we were actually um we had a request, a movie request, and I I just kind of wanted to, you know, as proof that we read our emails, talk about it on here from a Mr. Colin Kerr, um, that we review Killer Bean Forever. By Jeff Liu. By Jeff Liu. So if you guys wanna I don't know. Uh, vouch. This is to listeners. If you want to vouch your support for us to watch this uh, creepily animated movie about a bean that is a super agent uh, it's on YouTube. We could do a watch along. Live stream it. So uh, 
We'll watch it. Come Get on. hashtag Colin Kerr trending on Twitter. Hashtag Colin <laughs> Kerr's over party. Yeah, there we go. Um, and then we'll do it. These are our demands. Yeah. Tyler, uh, I'm waiting. You have to send in like a bunch of like identity stuff. So I'm kind of just waiting on the validation for that. What are you gonna? Well, do this is where this? I. This is where I. Dude, come on! You got Hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! You gotta subscribe to find out. Are you gonna get a cameo no, next, that's Tyler? The OnlyFans runs out of money. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's cameo first, and then if that's not doing it, then you go to OnlyFans. You know. OnlyFans is like the extent of what you're willing to. Let us know if we should get on OnlyFans. Like a a spoilers, spoilers only, only fans. Please. 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 Yeah. Word please has to All be right. in it. It makes I'll sense. Please fans. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Any other closing thoughts? Um, more things we watched. Um, oh, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I watched Manchester by the Sea the other day, and that yeah. movie is just gut I'd like to. Well, I'd like to second that, and I'd also like to say I have a, a music video recommendation. Uh, mm. Buddy Holly by Weezer. Uh, not allowed, it's actually, maybe sorry. the most important music video of all time because it shipped with every single copy of Windows ninety five. Every single copy of Windows 95 came with the music video for Buddy Holly by Weezer. Uh, probably. Sweeper, right? Dude, what a better, what name a better deal. Oh my God. You get that Windows 95, you get a free copy of mine. I mean, that's enough as it if is. If we're recently, if we're talking about things that aren't films to recommend, I uh, recently downloaded Second Life on my computer and then played it for five minutes and deleted nice. it because it's pretty bad. No, I've never. I, I've, I've never, I've never done that. I've Second Life is so bad. It is not a good. It's so bad. It's so bad. I couldn't figure out how to I, play Same. It. I went that's to like a place and there was no one there and I went, is this I it? I played a. I did like a guy with a giant DJ booth in like the spot yeah. and like I That's what we move. like. It's broken. Ooh. We want Wizard 101. Oh, is it Disney's Toontown online? Oh, there That's it is. Or Fusion Falls, which unfortunately a fan-made version has got a cease and desist. Uh oh. Superhero Squad nope, online? Nope. Anybody? Never heard of it. Okay, well. It was a Marvel. Did you guys thing. play the Incredibles video yeah. game? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And I played that video game, the sequel. I played a lot of Sonic Adventure 2, which I just bought oh. on Steam for $2. I beat it in like three days. It's a great game. I I rocked Pajama Sam. Okay. I know Pajama Sam. You don't know Pajama Sam? It's about this Yeah, it's about this kid who has a monster in his closet, so he goes in the closet to like conquer his demons and comes out of the race kid. Ooh, I was a big putt putt travels through time kid. Also, big backyard baseball, backyard sports in general. Back, oh my gosh, yeah. I also started playing Call of Duty Black Ops, like the original, the zombies, recently, and that just is it never gets old. Well, you're in luck because I think they're doing a new Black Ops. With zombies. zombies. Every Black Ops. I need the zombies. zombies. It's good. It's like oh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I'm excited. 
yet to be announced, but mark my words. New Arvin PS5 hates though. Yo, I just think it's a weird design. I'm not going to lie. You know what I think is weird? What? Is them choosing to have... No, it's not I, I like that they have thing. a physical and a digital version separate. I like that I'm not forced to buy a digital version. Oh, the PS5. Dude, okay, listen to, listen to this. You are buying a piece of technology that looks like... People are saying, oh, it looks like a router. Okay, it looks like another piece I'm just of saying. technology that's in your living room. Who cares? If you're looking at your PlayStation while playing it, you're playing video games. I'm just saying, if, I, if I'm spending $600 on something, it should look... We don't know. We don't know what the price is yet, but it's probably going to be six hundred dollars. I, th- I think it does look. I think it looks good, and I think that the digital version is going to be a hundred dollars less. But you are sacrificing backwards compatibility if you buy that version. So that's true. Maybe. Who knows? That is true. I, I, like I don't hate it, and I think we're all going to get used to it. I just, see, I just wish really you had more nice flat. too. Yeah, that's. At least I, I prefer the, the Xbox. Like I the think Xbox, it's a nice industrial so. design, whereas this is some weird. I think it's clunky. Really organic. Well, the PS5 is using dynamic lighting with the Unreal Engine, so that's all. And what I does have, that mean, so. Riley? Yeah, go ahead. Break it down. Riley. Yeah, you. What does that mean? I absolutely know what I mean. It's new lighting technology that they're using uh, with the software. Unreal Engine was just started in 1995. <laughs> <by Tina laughs> I promise you, I'm not on a Wikipedia page. Uh, I promise you, I know about this. Did Peter Jackson um, endorse it? He has not, but John Favreau has. I don't like how he's John Favreau. <laughs> John Favreau. It's the same way I say blueberry. Anyway, um, while you guys are list- waiting for Mandalorian Season 2, you can check out our other episodes of Spoilers Only, please. Uh, through our, you know, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes thing. I don't know. And uh, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at spoilersonlyplease and email us uh, please at gmail.com with any questions, fan art. We do we did get a fan art from also Kellen Murphy, probably our most active <laughs> emailer that I did not understand. I got it. I completely understood it. Was, it. He, I will try to, yeah, maybe you can explain it, but essentially it was... Riley, Tyler, mm-hmm. Arvin, just three stick figures sitting next to their mic. And then there was me <laughs> running towards my microphone. And I don't understand what that meant. So, theories, let us. Colin, know. if you're listening, please uh, send us fan art if you want us to acknowledge you. you know. Yeah, that's the deal. We'll, we, will, we will record Killer Bean Forever if, if Colin Kirst sends us fan art. So, other fans, if you yep. really want that episode, you can pressure him to do so. All right. Well, Wait, we never uh, introduced ourselves, did we? Episode. I'm glad we... <laughs> we... <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm Riley Bradford. I'm Tyler Chavez. Oh, no. Very I'm cool. Tate Becker, and that was out of order. It was in some order. Was it? It was in an order. Anyway, everybody, uh, Riley, why don't you end the episode with an inspirational quote. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, I got it. I got you it. You got it. I pro- I, yeah, yeah. Uh, move Give it a mountain, bang, but Only knowledge moves... Uh, faith moves mountains, but only knowledge moves them to the right place. That's from that? Joseph Goebbels.
Oh, I can do a Riley Bradford. Wait, it needs to be about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ready, three, two, one, go. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like a fine cheese. Only some people enjoy it. What? This is not Thanks for listening.